2021. We like to welcome y'all back to the Space Creators Podcast. My name is Gifted. JMO. Okay, caution. Let's get it. Welcome back. Hey, boys. How did y'all New Year's go, man? It feels like it's been longer than a week, but it's only been a week. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like, it's only yeah. been... It's crazy. Yeah, well, I started off on... Um, 2020 was a long year, man. For me, what? People, yeah, that's the same. It went by... People keep saying about it went by fast, but, you know, hey, I'm glad it bring in 2021, man. I was... Actually, I went to Atlanta this weekend. You know, enjoy myself, work with some family and friends, stuff like that. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead. All right. Um, let's say I started off with a bang, you know, had uh, had some nice drinks and whatnot. Um, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> started off, I started, the first day was definitely sluggish, though. Yeah. It really was. Shit, for me, my New Year's went, went up pretty good. Um. I've been like really on this streaming shit like a lot a lot and I got my first official donation on the channel uh on 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 uh sorry on Christmas day and then on the 1st of uh of January um I hit 100 followers and became a, a Twitch affiliate so for me swell um I think the biggest thing I came into this year on was like let me look at like a lot of ways to learn more things and be better with money. Um, I actually talked to Amazon today and I realized for about six or seven months, I've been paying for HBO prime. <laughs> that shit costs $15. So, so like on Amazon prime video, there's an extension called HBO prime or whatever. And you get HBO channels. That shit costs 15, $15. And I was paying it for months and months. And they were funding me $178. Wow. Hey, Amazon <laughs> customer service, y'all the goats, man. PlayStation, y'all need to learn. Y'all the goats. That's how I got this mic right here. <laughs> y'all, y'all the goats. Yeah. Okay. That's good, though. That's good, man. Uh, congratulations on that, too. You know, like I said, your nickname consistency is key. You just got yes, keep going. Yes, sir. It's key. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Yes, sir. All right, but, let's get it. All right, y'all. So, uh, it's been a long time since we talked hoops, but it finally happened, y'all. LaMelo had the best uh, pro career version of himself. Mans was balling. 22 points. I think he shot 70% from the field. Like He was really, like, really, really efficient. And more importantly, it looked like the game is coming to him. And keep in mind, he did all this shit off the bench. He's still coming off the bench. So I was really impressed by it. So much that I just got to say it. He's a better shooter than Steph Curry. I got to be honest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, now look. Now look. Yeah, hey, I'm logging off. I'm logging off. I'm logging off. Now look. <laughs> okay, but look, but look though, but look though. You must have been drinking this recently. Okay, you, you drunk, boy. You drunk. Okay, listen. From a factual perspective, Lamelo is shooting better than Steph Curry this season. That's just factual. Let me give you the stats. Let me give you the stats real quick. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you go to stats. Okay. Did I not say he wasn't a shooter? Did I not say he was a shooter? Nah, you did. You, you did. You did. You did. You did. 
No one disagreed with you on that either, by the way. I didn't say he was. Yes, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Like, I think I like it. Huh? No, I, say, I think I did too. I say he wasn't a shooter. Like he can shoot, but Y'all he's both. not like yeah. Y'all I mean, but he's still more of a scorer. I'm still not gonna say he's a he's a shooter because because his main role is playmaking okay, and, and scoring. If, if he, he can shoot though, yeah. he's a better shooter than Curry. He's a shooter. If you say he's a better shooter than Curry, he's a shooter. I get that. Look, all I'm saying is in 21 minutes off the bench, man's is shooting 44 percent from the field, which is not bad for for a rookie. That's really good because typically rookies come in struggling. Hard. He's shooting 44%. He's shooting 45% from three. Steph is shooting 42% from the field, 32% from three. Now, granted, 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 uh, his team is dog shit, like really bad. But at the same time, LaMelo with the horn kind of figure shit out. So I'm just saying, factually speaking, did y'all come into the season thinking, okay, he going to shoot better from the field than Steph? From three. Nah, okay, my question is, mm-hmm. and I think you I think you cleared it up, but are you saying that he's a better shooter or he's shooting better than Curry? Oh, he's shooting better. That's he's exactly a better right. shooter than Curry this season. Okay. As long as you're not saying he's a better shooter. like Oh, no, no, no. Overall, of course not. Of course not. Okay, we know that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we're going to have to record this episode. You tripping. <laughs> <laughs> That is my first hot take on this whole fucking show. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But um, I do like the way the Hornets are playing basketball. Um, they've been a very fun league pass team to watch. Uh, I keep on thinking, like, Love at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, you heard. <laughs> um, I keep on thinking that at some point they're going to start him. Uh, I don't know who comes off the bench. For me personally, bro. I think you bring Devontae Graham off the bench. And I say that because, yes, Devontae Graham is a better shooter than Terry Rozier. But this season, Rozier has been on a tear. He began buckets and he played really good defense. I think he plays defense better than Graham will. Mm-hmm. Graham a better shooter than Rozier. Shooter. Like, like just off, off like – Three point shots and catch and shoots. Technically, last season. See, my thing is, mm-hmm. my thing is, I look at Graham as a playmaker slash scorer. So, oh, okay. Like, Rosier, he's used to playing that two position, so I'm going to keep him at that two position. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to try to, like, I don't ball handers out on the, um, on the court at the same time. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. I want LaMelo to be around a guy who can score if you give him the ball. And I feel like Graham does that a little better just because he, he showed his all-ball potential last season. But as far as what we're seeing this season, I think uh, Rozier and Melo would fit well. But also, you got to think about defensively how they look, right? Like, we know that Rozier uh, plays hard on both ends of the floor. Even though he might not be a great defender, he's still a good defender. And I feel like if you have Graham and Melo as your starters, that's not a good tandem as far as defense goes. Right. And at the end of the day, they pay Rozier to be a starter. He's getting starter money. So it wouldn't make sense for him to go on the bench. And uh, if you really think about it, he's the the star of the team, or at least the, I guess, the captain of the team, the person that is the lead facilitator, the lead scorer, and the person that kind of gets people where they need to be. So I guess from – 
LaMelo or Graham, I would say, I'd probably say start LaMelo on some games and start Graham on some days and then give a chance for both of them to prove themselves. Because you don't want, what you don't want to do is take Graham out and make him act, act like he's the, the new rookie in town. You know, just because LaMelo has a bigger name, he yeah. might get disgruntled by that. So that in turn, that might make his play go down a little bit. So I say give them both a fair chance, see how it goes, and then whoever plays better just gets the starting role. Okay. Um, how about you, Jamonte? What would you do? Like I said, I keep um, Rosier at the two. Because there's one, he's – like I said, Graham – Last year he was the he was the primary ball handler for um the Hornets. So I I have one I won't want to have both my primary ball handlers to be on the court at the same time. I would want to have to set, like entertain them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then I'll look at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not mad at that. Um initially coming into the season, I was upset when he wasn't starting, but I think that might have been the best thing the coach did for him because this is a good coach. Um, I feel like by having him come off the bench, he's getting used to the game, and the game is coming to him a lot easier, and he's earning those minutes, which makes his team respect him more. more. Um, we all know uh, probably by the end of the season he's going to be starting, but it's good to see them like try to work him in so casually. Uh yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, this whole season has been really weird, bro. Uh, Hornets are fun to watch. The Cavs are good. Really weird. Uh, I'm gonna let Jamonte. Hawks are good. Hey, hey listen, I'm gonna let Jamonte go, go go talk about his his Hawks, bro. How you feeling, man? Because yeah, them boys ain't Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, the moment. Nah, but uh. uh I might go, you don't hear a sugar coat. I didn't predict them to do this well, but I knew they wanted to be trash. I mean, none of us said they would be trash, but yeah. like, like I said, Trey Young a force to be reckoned with. I think the best part about Trey Young. Like they, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh I was really done, but oh um I think the biggest thing that I've seen from Trey Young, which I didn't expect so fast, is the way he's getting to the free throw line. Like off the screen, he got this nice little move where, like, he hugs up, and, like, whoever's trying to guard him from, from behind is, like, on his back, basically. So when he goes up, he he's getting fouled every time. And because he's getting to the free throw line so much, that's why he's, he's still averaging 30 right now. Um, but more than anything, the additions this team has, like, the shooting is, is insane. John Collins still shooting that thing. Herder knocked down. Reddish is looking a lot better compared to how he was from last season. Hunter was a welcome surprise. He's also like, you know, knock it down. And this team got back Capella for uh, easy pick and rolls, and he's playing great rim defense. The only thing is, as a team still, like defensively, that's still a weakness for the team as a whole, but their offense is scary, man. And especially if Trey Young is going to continually get to the line at the rate that he's doing right now, he's doing some crazy things. Yeah, um, I feel like, like, yeah, like you said, the offense is explosive. They're all relatively young. They can 
get to the spots fast enough. They all they all have skill in their respective um, positions. Trey Young, he's a he's a monster right now, looking real good. Some people say he's the you know an MVP contention. I don't know. Uh-huh. That, say, it, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> no. Huh? What you say? Anyway, say it um, again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard some people rumbling around hey, saying that Trey say, Young. Well, <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's looking nice, man. Oh my yeah. goodness, real nice. Uh, really, the only thing that's holding him back is just experience and defense. Yeah. So you know, just let him play a couple more years. Uh, get like one or two pieces that can kind of hold them together. And it was crazy that they barely play Gallinari. They play. They barely play uh, Rondo. And I guess so they're more of a well Gallinari because he's been hurt. But with Rondo, I guess he's just like a bench or an off the court type of guy that gives him wisdom and just shows them like, you know, this, this and, and all that type of stuff. So Yeah. Hey, um, question. Is this sure. of if there was one guard spot left on an NBA RT, <laughs> you have between you Trey Young right now, based on how they're playing right now, Trey right now. Young, it would be Trey Young. Easily. Fifteen right. has more wins and he is uh shooting the ball better than Dame right now. He's averaging more points. Like it's just better overall right right now. But that's a right now thing. We talk about for an eighty two game season what the vibes is. He's consistent though. He's consistent. I'm gonna give him credit. Me personally, if I had to give an MVP award out today, I wouldn't be mad if people gave it to Trey Young because their team's winning. You know, I personally might not go Trey Young, but I definitely understand why people feel that way. I would probably pick Brandon Ingram, hey. but that's just me. Hey, what I'm going to say is, every week my prediction started to sound less crazy and crazier. That's all I'm going to say. Nah, it's, st- it's still it's still crazy. Oh, what about the Suns? We're going to get to that, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so happy oh, yeah. that you brought that up, Kyle. The Suns are, are balling, man. Uh, I just want to give a round of applause to all the Phoenix fans who have, like, sat there with a shit team for so many years, watching D-Book drop 70 while they're getting blown out by 70. Like, they've been going through a lot, man, and – now he, he got a squad and they're winning a lot of games. And, and, and guess what else is funny? The Chris Paul debate. How when we came into the season, mm-hmm. I'm saying Chris Paul can provide a whole lot to that team. In the clutch, when they're closing out games, Chris Paul has been a big factor for them. And this team really looks uh, hungry. And more importantly, I really want to give shine to Jay Crowder on this podcast. Jay Crowder is playing really well. It might not fully show in the numbers, but the defense and, and like impact he's having on their squad, really good. I said that. Sure did. Man, he's a perfect role guy. I said like, that. Couple that's years. I love Jay Crowder, man. Honestly. Yeah. Ever since his uh, days in Boston. The energy you bring. Yeah. yeah. But they have the uh, best record in, in the league. Obviously, we have to see how that holds up. But uh, since we're talking about best records in the league, um, I want to go back to the Warriors real quick, and this is actually going to tie into my um, player pick this week. So each week I do a trash or treasure pick. I'm pretty sure last year I did treasure, so uh, now I'm going to do trash. Kelly Oubre, let's uh, 
I just want to talk about this. Um, so obviously, uh, Clay Thompson goes down. There's not much the Warriors can do. They scramble. Kelly Oubre is available, right? So they pick him up. Um, and he showed promise in Washington. He showed promise in, in Phoenix. He was like a 16 to 17 point score. He's got confidence. He's pretty like there's there's a lot of like uh qualities to him that drew people to him, right? But this season he's been absolute dog shit. And I just want to read all these numbers. Can y'all guess what he's shooting from the field from three? Four percent. I, I I heard he just knocked down the first first three against the Pistons. That was like the fifth of his game. This man is is literally shooting four percent, and like just like zero point zero four league average is thirty five. So he's shooting four percent on at least. Uh, it says here he he's shooting four percent on five point eight threes a game. So imagine shooting damn near six threes a game and you shooting four percent. He's he's only made one three the whole season, basically. And I'm not sure how long this 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 is gonna last, but his next contract is gonna be really interesting to see because if he's shooting this bad, I can't see what other team is gonna want to throw him a bag. But he's been dog shit, just absolutely. Like I heard that he's only made like three actual jump shots this entire season. Everything's been dunk or layup that he's actually made. Mm-hmm. Um, never seen someone play this bad. Uh, I'm not going to bash him, though, because we're at the start of the season, but this is really, really bad. Hopefully, he can turn things around. Um, but I have a beef with the coach. Um, I fuck with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr? Yeah, yeah. Um, I fuck yeah, with Steve Kerr. Coach yeah. But my issue with uh, him is he's trying to run the same system that has Stephen Clay in it at the same time. And these players just don't understand, like, the schemes and how to run certain stuff. And you need to really just simplify it more. Like, okay, Steph, you're going to dominate the ball and you're going to play a lot of pick and roll. But the problem is on their roster, the only other person that you might semi-respect from three is sadly Wiseman because Wiseman – is shooting better from three than Ubre, Draymond, and, and also Wiggins, I'm pretty sure. Like they just had spotty production all the way around. And I feel like you can't run the same system when you don't have a knockdown shooter on the squad like Clay. It's like trying to teach calculus to small children. Like that's not how this is gonna work. So I think you have to change up the game plan and to truly great coaches, change it up. Yeah, and it's it's the beginning of the season, yeah. so hopefully they can. But I definitely agree with you uh, on the sentiment that they're running the same exact offense that they would with Clay Thompson, and you just can't do that because one, they're not as talented as Clay Thompson, uh, and not to bash any of them, I, I think they'll get better eventually. But they're not as talented, and I think most importantly, they don't have the chemistry because a lot of the plays that the Warriors used to run would involve Draymond, Clay. Um, and Steph, and it will be certain points of the play where I just know this guy is going to come behind me and it's going to be to my right. So I'll set a pick and pass it to him, and then he'll be in the exact spot. But the people that's having the ball, they do, they don't know when Steph is going to come around because they, they're they not used to playing with him. 
So Steph doesn't get the exact shot that he wants. And they just settle with, okay, let's just shoot a shot before the, the shot clock runs out. Yep. Or I don't, mm-hmm. people not respecting me to shoot. So I'm just going to shoot it because I'm open, but I can't shoot. So now it's just a waste of possession. And like you said, the only person that they respect shooting wise is Steph. So you can double team him, do whatever you want with Steph, and everybody else will just try to come to the rim or do a a, a stupid mid-range or something like that. It's just they need to get a better scheme. So I definitely put a lot of the blame, one, on chemistry, and then two, on uh, you know Steve Kerr and his, his schemes just not being updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will, I will have to agree with Kyle on that. It's the chemistry. It's, you know, it's a uniform team, basically. Steph just got Steph Curry and still. But other than that, new chemistry you got to work on. And then the coaching, he's trying the same thing. You can't have the same outcome from a different set of players. I mean, mm-hmm. you, could have, you could have, like, okay, if you got a team, a person comes to that team and you already, like, that, that system already works, you could groom that player to be coming to the system. But you can't, I like, guess, get a completely new team. I'm not going to say completely because Steph Curry said that, but basically a completely team and had the same thing work. This is not going to, that's just, that's just not. And and I'm I'm sure some people are asking like, okay, what about, um, oh, oh, (laughs) oh, man, hold on, tell you, turn it back on. Oh, but yeah, I I was thinking like, okay, what if somebody said like, I was trying to be the devil advocate. So like, what if somebody said, okay, what about the Spurs? They usually have a system or at least Mm -hmm. before the last couple of years, you know, when everybody retired, they had a system to where they had the core people and everybody else can just plug in and come in no matter what. And I think with that system, it wasn't as twitchy as the Warriors. Cause like I said, it's based on precision and you only can get precision with chemistry. So like the Spurs, you just need people that's willing to play in that system and that can do the bare minimum. And, and they have veteran players who are at the uh, stage in their careers where they're willing to buy in. You have a lot of young guys who don't know what they're going to be like. Exactly. Andrew Wiggins is coming from being the second option guy in Minnesota where he's accustomed to taking questionable type of shots. Wiseman is a brand new guy who's new to the team and the NBA as a whole. Draymond and Steph are really like your only veterans who for sure know what they're doing. All the other guys are like two-way contract G League type of guys. Like outside of those core four, there's not really like a, a, a name on here outside of maybe Kent Bazemore, but even then it's like they they haven't been together for even a single year to like have that chemistry. If you still had Steph, Clay, and Draymond, then you could run the same thing. But that can't work because of that. And I think a good coach knows how to make things work and how to maximize all the talent that he's given. So I would change some stuff. But uh, speaking of change, man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. The Nuggets is ass. I don't know. Oh, huh? I was going to say, before you um, before you continue, I know, like, you know, trash is treasure. Uh, um, say, I know both. 
trash is the worst. No, it's the same. Odell T trash, man. Huh? Last week you said, um, against, and then I said, I, I said, I noticed both your players, you said trash, uh, treasure. Both the trash players you said was Wiggins and, uh, Uber, you might want to say the whole damn Warriors trash, man. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I realized the more, like, I was trying to pick somebody else. I really was, bro. But seeing how bad Ubre been, like, I can't let him go. So I had to get him there. I promise next week it'll probably be something positive. But, yeah. I was going through that. Um, yeah, it kind of went off that. So, for me, the Denver Nuggets have been getting cooked. Um, obviously, pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... For me, Jokic has been balling. Murray been kind of average. Uh, I didn't expect him to have such a crazy season, but I expected better. Michael Porter Jr. is finally getting the like he's finally getting the minutes he deserves. But ultimately, this team is taking a step back so far, and like so, like a lot of teams that they should be winning. Like I think they should be capable enough to beat the Kings, especially with the way Jokic been hooping because. If they have more wins, Jokic should probably be my MVP because he been he been dropping triple doubles like all types of crazy shit like eighteen assists like he's been hooping. What's wrong with the Nuggets, to y'all? I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with them: defense, yeah, defense, and a couple of missing pieces. So it all started from the um, Jeremy Grant leaving. And I think uh, Plumley did he leave too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so them two were kind of their anchors on defense because Jokic, uh, even though he's an amazing offensive player, defense, he's never been that good. Yeah. He's just not laterally quick or he doesn't impose his body that much, like on the perimeter or in the, you know, on the rim. Um, so I, I think the main thing is just defense. People are hammering Jokic because they know that he's going to go under the screen so they can just slip away, do what they want. Or if they try to trap him, They'll just pass it to somebody in the corner. Um, I've seen a stat like they were like, I think they they let off like fifteen to twenty uh, opposing corner threes in a game, and I was like twentieth or twenty fifth in the league. It was something. Yeah, that shit was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they just letting a lot of things flip, and when you go against a player like uh, a Chris Paul or maybe even Steph Curry, just somebody that knows where people are supposed to be and that has a high basketball IQ. They'll pick up on the defensive um, threads that they're that you're playing, and they'll just attack you every time. Like, okay, you're just gonna have Jokic berate me. I'll pass to somebody else, and then just kill y'all like that. So I think as a whole, their offense is just just bad. You know, you can, you can score. Hmm? I think you made to say deep defense. I think you made to say defense. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Defense. Yeah, and you can score how much you want, but if people are scoring back at you, eventually you're going to get tired and not have the same offense in the fourth quarter as the first or second quarter. So, it's yeah. facts. Yeah. Well, opinion on it, about the whole thing. Hold up, one second. My opinion on it, it's like what six six games into the season. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know they just getting the momentum back. I just feel like I know this team is more capable than doing what, what they're doing right now. It's based off their last playoff appearance in the bubble. I just know they're more capable. Of course, they lost some key pieces, but I just feel like I just know that 
is based on they played last year than more keep. Hey, big man, your shit breaking up a little bit. Yeah, you sound like a transformer yeah, a little bit. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. No, I have my Ethernet hooked up. But um, okay. what I was saying, yeah, it's just, it's just a rough patch for them. Yeah, I, I don't it. expect they them to... Out in the bubble. Yeah, I don't expect them to stay like this, but it's definitely going to take a hit on the standings, so I don't think they'll be one of the top two or three teams. But, you know, I feel like they'll wrinkle this stuff out with just some defensive readjusting. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I... So, so I had them as my third seed, and I believe that they would struggle to start the season because they lost a lot of defensive pieces. Um, for me, I just think their offense is very steady. And with Michael Porter Jr. coming into his role more and more and more, I feel like this team has a lot of potential to be dangerous. But the defense is a like a, a very just criticism. But my question mark is more on, I would say, Jamal Murray. Um He's had games where he's shown up, but I kind of feel like he needs to take not the step that he took in the bubble because what he did in the bubble was like absurd. Like I'm not going to expect you to average 30 or or 40 points, but at least be consistent. Like I think the first game of the season, he only had like six or seven points and he had like a very low amount of shot attempts. I need him to be, a aggressive guy who's like putting up at least 20 a night because last season he averaged 17, like at least put up 20 a night. You can't have nights where you only have five or six points headed into the fourth or third quarter. I think is, I feel like some players, it's kind of like the heat right now. I feel um, like some teams just waited towards it, like, You know, towards like the second half after the start break to really push, you know what I'm saying? And like playoffs to really push. Like, so I, I think Denver is one of those teams. They, they really don't care about what's he. I mean, of course, they don't want to go against the Lakers first round. That, that'd be like, you know, they're not going to be AC, but they, they really don't care like what's he. They know they can hoop in, um, in the playoffs. Same with the Heat. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get teams together. Well. I, so I had a quick question. Yeah, how do y'all feel about Gary Harris? Because for the past maybe two years, he's just been kind of a, a placeholder. Like he's been okay, pretty good on defense, but his offense has been asked. It's been yeah. it's been asked. Let's just be honest. Um, I feel like Gary Harris has a lot of potential, but the problem is like I feel like he's really taking steps back because, like, he's basically the new age Andre Roberson. Like, okay, defensively, we know you're going to be there. You're going to be set. Cool. But it's like a black hole for you on offense, and that ultimately hurts your team. Um, I think he's been a bit more serviceable this this year, but it's just like you need a guy that can do it all. And that's why I think losing uh, Grant really hurts them because Grant fit in perfectly. He could play defense. He could shoot it. He's athletic, but 
or more importantly, on the defensive end, he had some type of um, identity, but he wasn't a black hole on offense. He actually fit in perfectly on offense. But they got Jokic, and to me, as long as you have a guy like that who can help facilitate and keep things in check, I feel like they'll be fine. Um, They're just right now getting cooked pretty early into the season. Um, But, yeah, that's what I would say about the Nuggets. They'll figure it out, hopefully. Yeah. I I had them my second seed, man. They better figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I had them over the Clippers, man. No, shoot. Speaking of uh, figuring it out, do y'all think the Raptors will figure something out? Them niggas uh, suck. They, yeah. they are cheeks. Who? Oh, man. Raptor, Raptor, Raptor. Raptors are bad. Raptors are bad, bro. Oh, I just said Rockets. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> We don't get to the Rockets, but Raptors are bad. I, I'm actually happy that you brought them up. These baby dinosaurs stink. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Pascal Siakam, all he got is that one little spin move. I know you've seen the um, this whole thing. Like um, I remember he, he had the ball. He dribbled for like 15 seconds on Zion. He was going left, right, left, right, just to spin at the very end. Like, no bad. Um he can't seem to get past his defender that much. He's shooting horribly from three. I think it's like 25% um, or lower. They're losing a lot of games. Um, I feel like something's going to happen with this team, man. I think Kyle Lowry might get traded. Yeah, I heard that. Nah, I'll trade. Yeah, I'll probably trade Kyle. You know how much I like Kyle? Uh, yeah. But Fred Van Vliet, I don't know. That'd be another option. Because he's been balling. He actually got some um, value. I I just feel bad because they lost so many good pieces. Um, you know, obviously, Ibaka, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Gasol. It's just tough because they still have like a top five, top six defense, but their offense is so bad. Like that should tell you how bad they are. Uh, Norman Powell's not hooping the way we know he can hoop. Um, it's just been a very tough go with things for them. And that's why I kind of had them lower in my standings, but I didn't think they would come out looking this bad. Now, granted it's, it is the beginning. A lot of crazy shit's been happening. Cleveland is a good team right now. Like maybe things will iron out as they go, but just offensively, this team looks really lost. Yeah, um, yeah. Siakam, uh, he they kind of want him to be that guy that can just do a little bit of everything, and he just he just can't. Offensively, he's a little underdeveloped. And like you said, he can't get past his defender. He doesn't have a specific move he can go to to get a point at a given time. You know, at first it was yeah. that spin move, but now people know exactly. They know that spin move every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like in the in the Giannis phase, but just at a low scale level. And like no disrespect to him, right? But like he gets better every year. But the thing is, they paid him as if he was the guy. To me, he cannot be the number one option on the team. And we saw that with Kawhi Leonard. Like, he was a good number three, number two. I would argue Kyle Lowry was was a two before he was. 
But I'm just saying, I don't think you can like build around him as your number one guy, and and he's getting paid number one money. So that's really so tough. Who's more team right now? Kyle Lowry. It might be Van Fleet. Um, I think Lowry overall is their best player because of his impact on defense and playmaking and just like really making that extra play. But as far as like putting the ball in the basket, their most consistent guys, probably Van Fleet. But I'm not trying to okay, trade Van Fleet. I'm trying to build around him. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Jamal Murray, 36 points, four assists, five rebounds. They won. Yes. He actually had a, like a much better game against them, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, that don't surprise me. Like I said, John yeah. is, is trash right now, unfortunately. Yeah, man. It's just. They've been, they've been the Wolves, the T-Wolves. Yeah, they make the T-Wolves look all right. But I, I think something has to happen with Kyle Lowry eventually because uh, he's, he's getting close to the end of his contract. Yeah. He's getting close to, like, the end of his prom. Um, and if the team is looking like this, he probably wants to go somewhere soon. So you don't want to lose your best player for no money. So what do you do? I've been hearing a lot of James Harden rumors about this team because their offense is looking so bad. And to be honest, if you put James Harden in there, obviously their offense is going to get a whole lot better. But it's just, I don't know if you, okay, obviously, right? If you're the Raptors, you would trade Pascal Siakam for James Harden. <laughs> like, like, like I would. That's a no-brainer for me, right? But my thing is, if you're Houston, are you taking that deal? No. I'm no. probably not taking that deal. Are you saying Pascal and Kyle Lowry? Now, now it would have to be like picks involved. But the main thing is the Rockets want young talent back. So even even if they got Lowry, Lowry wouldn't be the focus. It would have to be Pascal. And in my opinion, if you put Pascal with John Wall, I think that's terrible spacing. Um, I do think that there's positive things behind that, but I just wouldn't do that. Um, I don't think they have enough pieces to trade for James Harden. Yes, the money can match, but just that's not a good trade. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't connect them to with a trade for real. Yeah, that's not even. I would be. I would be highly disappointed as a Rockets fan. That's right. Yeah, and hey, I mean, although the Rockets have lost a good amount of games this season, a lot of it's because of the uh, pandemic protocols. Like, damn near all the best players on the team couldn't play for like a, a while. Now John Wall is back and he's cooking again. Um, mm -hmm. He just beat the Kings yesterday. I think they had, he had 28 points. He was really balling. Um, I'm so seeing effortless. Effortless too. Like he looked like he ain't lose a step at all, which is great to like see. He never loved him. Yeah. What I don't know about y'all so is DeMarcus Cousins. He's not getting that many minutes. And it's starting out, but he played 11 minutes. And I'm like, it's going down. It's going down. I don't know if he's going to actually have a stable role on his team, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you think of, do you think it's because he's not producing or you don't think they don't, they don't need that type of player on the team? 
Like, what do you what do you think it is? I think what John Wall, what they're trying to do is like run a high tempo thing, and no disrespect to Boogie, Christian Wood fit that better. Christian Wood fits that way better than he does. And if I'm the Rockets, I want him out there on the floor before him. And I told you this, right? I said I would start Christian Wood over Demarcus Cousins for that whole purpose. Although he's still done great with the minutes he got. You know what I'm saying? Like his debut was pretty good. I just I just don't know like if he's gonna actually get that time. Because even even as a backup five, he's not really getting those touches because at all times it's gonna be John Wall or James Harden on the court. Now if James Harden gets traded, you can improve the workload he would have, but I'm not sure exactly how tangible that shit is. If the Rockets keep on winning games like they currently are now, I don't think James Harden gets traded. I think if they're losing a whole bunch of games or if James Harden does some drastic shit, then he's probably gone. And we don't want to see him go. I'm speaking as a Rockets fan. I believe. You want to, I mean, I want to keep on. I mean, personally, you personally, everybody know that James Harden the best thing that happened to the Rockets since, like, T-Mac in this prom. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, right. So, like, to see that, like, that amount of scoring walk away like that, that's, that's gonna be heartbreaking. As yeah. a Rockets fan, I might go lie. Because it's so effortless. With him, I don't know if I'm there. He could just wake up, shrug off, eat some oatmeal, just score about 35, go back to bed. He's a walking he's playoff. On honey buns. If James Harden is on your team, you're going to the playoffs. Like, bottom line. But I don't know, man. We're gonna have to see. Um speaking of high scoring, y'all. Um, we never really got a chance to touch base on this, but okay. The Clippers got 50 bombed. Oh, uh the oh, worst yeah. loss in NBA history, I'm pretty sure. Um also they were down 50 at the half and lost the game by 50. Um a lot of people got on Paul George ass. Cause Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing. Who be doing my fifty? Mavericks with no poor zings. Oh yeah, fifty ball their ass. Um, a lot of people got on the Clippers' ass and on Paul George' ass. Uh, my take on this is it's a bad loss, yes, but let's not act like they weren't hooping before that game. And even after that game, they still put together some high quality wins up. Um. But it's still a super bad loss. But what I didn't like is, like, everyone got on their ass, right? And then, like, a couple days later, the Bucks 47-balled the Heat. Oh, you mute, you mute, uh... I know, I know. They were yeah. whooping their ass. Whooping, oh whooping their ass. They set, like, a three-point record. And I was watching that game, and I had a tweet that went viral. Um, I was basically, like, uh... I hope the same energy for the Clippers is here for the Bucks because my thing is people love, like, they love the heat, right? Love the heat. If they get 50 ball, they're like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not as bad as the Clippers. To me, that's playing favoritism and that's being biased. To me, I feel like if you get 50 ball, I don't give a fuck what your team did last year. I don't care about none of that. 50 ball is 50 ball. I don't give a shit what it is. Um, I just want that same energy to be there regardless of what the roster is. I don't care that 
Butler didn't play. For a team like Miami who prides themselves on playing hard, like off of effort, you can at least get 30 ball, but not 50 ball. 50 ball is something different. Yeah. That's some high school stuff yeah, right that there. That shit ain't no joke. That's the shit you, man. That shit crazy, bro. Yeah. In the NBA. Like, in the NBA, you get a 50 ball. I don't know, man. I, I don't put too much stock in yeah, either one. Um, I, I think they just they just got caught slipping, you know? Just I, probably wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, wasn't prepared. It happens. Yeah. It just, I, mean, like, yeah. I mean, let's not say 50 yeah. ball happens. It's only happened a couple times. Nah, it don't happen. It don't happen. <laughs> but 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 I say let's say it can happen. Like yes, yes, yes. It can happen. Yes. You can get caught down bad in this league very easily. Uh you yeah. go in underestimating a team and they punch you in the mouth. That happens all the time. But I don't even think it was that. I think they just wasn't prepared. It's probably just a bad time for all of the players. And they just was lollygagging and just got Got messed up. Now yeah. I'll rather have I'll rather lose by fifty once than to lose by twenty and fifteen multiple times throughout the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you could just chalk this up to listen. Y'all wasn't playing. Like we just gonna move past this. Y'all better do better. But this was like a multiple twenty point game, fifteen here, blown yeah, off bad. here, and yeah. it's like y'all need to you know get together y'all playing. But I, you know, even though this is horrible, they need to, you know. But other than that fifty-point loss, they actually been playing straight, right? Yeah, they've been hooping out. Yeah, so. Yeah, so do, that that leads me to my question: You think Doc Rivers is the problem? To me, no. So, so I think Doc Rivers has blame in that. But for me, my biggest question mark for them has always been: Where's the playmaking guard on his team to? help you guys get better shots. Cause a lot of it was, okay, it's my turn, Paul George. Okay. It's my turn. Uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard. And if that shit doesn't work, you have no other type of offense. And also defensively, Montrez Harrell fell apart. He was terrible. Right. But now you have Ibaka on his team and they're playing the triangle. And what I'm noticing is some shit. I didn't expect they're playing Paul George a lot more at the one sometimes which he's capable of doing. And Kawhi Leonard is moving the ball more this year than he ever has in his entire career. Like, obviously, most of those stats, uh, stat outs for him where he has eight assists or nine assists. Like, there's more ball movement. And that was a big issue with them last year. Now, granted, they get more practice time to, like, work out those kinks this year, um, which is why I personally had them as a one seed because with more practice and coming out with something to prove, I feel like they could do that. Uh, it's still early, but right now they're like in that driver's seat down there right behind the sun. So I think they still got a, a shot, but I think Doc Rivers did have a role in it as far as not, not making adjustments. If you down 3-1, everyone plays a role in that. You should never blow that, especially if there's no – significant injury it was pretty much straight up loss 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 you know what i'm saying so i think that's about 50 50. yeah yeah i just wonder i feel like yeah like i agree with you as you said you don't think one no damn way you lose four times in a row there ain't no way you should lose i don't know what the excuse is ain't, 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 ain't no way you could beat a team three times and you can't beat it one more time yeah 
You can do yep. it. It's just you, something you're not doing right. Y'all I'm sure they had the lead in a couple of those games, right? They blew multiple 16, 17, 20-point leads in all the games, like every single one. So, like, there's not them, much. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not much excuse for them. Um, and that's why I thought coming into the, into the season, they'd be hungrier. But there is more ball movement. They're playing more t- together. I just don't like seeing all of these Laker fans, you know, uh, talk about it like, oh, they got 50 ball high. But then when the same thing happens to Miami a couple days later, that same energy is not kept. Because if the Clippers 50 ball any team, what is the response going to be? Oh, they're the Clippers. It doesn't matter. This is a regular season game. But then if they get 50 ball... Exactly. But then if they get 50 ball, it's, oh, well, you're bad. See, this why, like, no, I don't think you, I don't think you can have it both ways. Um, I do think yeah, they yeah. still have something to prove. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. So, you got to so of course, like, your rival will talk shit if you give you about 50. Yeah, I can see that. I'm just saying, quiet. It'd be super quiet because when the Bucks was doing it, it was super quiet. Like, that didn't get as much press. When it happened, Paul George was trending, like, all over Twitter. It was on his ass. And again, like, I'm the biggest Paul George critic on this podcast. And y'all know, if I'm telling y'all, like, they speaking with that. They speaking with that. But I just think this whole NBA season has been weird, bro. Cleveland is a good team, y'all. The Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers with no LeBron, they're hooping. And I did not, like, it, it threw me off to see that at one point they were undefeated, beating good-ass teams. Uh, Colin Sexton damn near averaging 30 points a game. Like, I'm really surprised. Uh, sex land is a real thing, y'all. Could not believe it. Real, man. It's real. It, they're looking nice. Right? They're, they're a fun team to watch. Um, you know, I looked up some stats and stuff like that. Uh, Sexton averaging 27 points a game, two rebounds, four assists, 59 from the floor, 67 from three. That's nasty right there. And he playing good-ass defense, too. I'd have seen him make some clutch-ass plays in yeah. in overtime against the Pistons and shit like that. I guess him slapping the floor, he really didn't mean it, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. We know he had it. Honestly, I, I I threw these two players away, and I threw this whole organization away. Um, no. As soon as a I guess it was too short sure of me. But then again, it's the beginning of the season. We'll see how it goes. But definitely, you can see that they have the potential to be good players and great players at some point. So, um, you know, even if Whoa. it doesn't last, this is a good a good visual. Yeah. Uh. I'm not gonna lie, I heard nothing you said. You said I just gotta keep it I just gotta keep it a band with you. But um keep it a band with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it <laughs> Yo, we clipping that. Keep it a band with That's gonna be the clip. That oh my god, that was good. Keep it a band with with his ass. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> nah, 
Okay, you good though. You good. Yeah, it's about, it's, it's, it's about to do it again. That's all I'm at. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> all right, so I, they've been hooping together for like two or three years, right? Like sexting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you no, know, they started to become like you know. Hey, we go over, I've, I've, I've been to a hoop, but it was like, it actually works. Everybody, in the, my thing is, everybody in the NBA can hoop. That's why they're in the NBA. It's just, if you can put the pieces together, like the puzzle together, right? Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like that's what's happening with the Cavs. Like, they started, they started winning games because I feel like this team, they started to get used to each other. They know what, what each other can do. That's like knowing, getting to know personnel. So that's why I'm not surprised. I mean, I seen them balling in the uh, preseason. Oh, I was like, I got, I got to take this team out this year. But I didn't expect them to start off like that. But Andre Drummond looking devious, 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 <laughs> crazy. And now, at this point, at this point, I just want, I just want to know who's in charge, who's the GM of the Detroit Pistons. Bro? I'm not gonna lie to you. We, bro, we gave up Andre Drummond for a three hundred dollar stimulus check. Like that shit was that shit was very light. We gave up for Drummond, bro. That was pretty bad. Like I don't even remember what the fuck we got for Drummond. Do y'all even know? A Jets piece of gift card, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Hold on. <laughs> How did we get Blake? How did we get Blake? Or, uh, uh, Blake was a trade to the Clippers. We gave him Tobias Harris and some picks, I believe. How about D Rose, how we get D Rose? Shit, how did we get D Rose? Uh, D Rose came over from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, I forget what we gave up for him, but it's forgettable. It's forgettable. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, so he probably. Anyway, and uh, whoever Peter Bro fired a whole staff of the Detroit Pistons. The only thing that I've seen good is is like I guess Killian Hayes. And also Jamie Grant, like, 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 I'm not gonna judge the way Killian Hayes is hooping now because all rookies, especially point guards, have a struggle unless they're like a star, star player coming into the league. Because you have to adjust to the speed and talent of the NBA. I typically give them like a, a three to five year window to call them trash or not. So I'm gonna still hold out some hope. But Drummond, okay, now granted, I think Drummond's in a contract year. And he does that shit all the time whenever he's trying to get a bag. Like, he'll have a crazy-ass season and then be ass for, like, every other season. So, I don't I don't know. But he's hooping I think mainly, mainly what this team did was they stopped looking at themselves as a collection of players and started looking at themselves as a team. Yeah. And that's the yeah. first step to becoming a great team. You have to realize that, you know, we can, we can do this. We are together. We just have to believe in ourselves, put stuff together, and just – block out all that noise like you know people might not watch our games people might not care that it's cleveland whatever but we're gonna ball we're gonna hoop and we know we got the talent so yeah. they proved me wrong yeah. exactly yeah well um there's still a good slate of uh of nba games left tonight going on but that's the majority of what we have on the show notes for today's podcast, is, is there anything else you guys want to add? Um, 
I'll add everything I wanted to add. I just want to know. Wait, another thing. One more thing. Because uh, I was thinking about Trey Young being MVP, but then that brought me back to my prediction about you. Luka Donald being MVP. Yeah. Like, he hasn't really been balling like that MVP level this year. No, he hasn't. He's been shooting pretty Not badly from three this season. Yeah. That, that that's just one thing I wanted to bring up. I was I was gonna just talk shit about Trey Young balling out, but I'm, I'm real note though. Um, yeah, Luca. I mean, he's he's been balling, but he's not balling like at the MVP level. He's like, not hoping at the MVP level, yeah. Yeah, like he get MVP. Like the NBA season was the end of the day. They gave him MVP. It'd be some fluke shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could agree. I could agree. I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I think he'll look better when Porzingis comes back, but also yep. he just has to catch like a rhythm. I feel like like three, sorry, two to three months in, I feel like that's when we'll see like okay, let's get it. I feel good now. I, I'm in a rhythm because a, a lot of players in the NBA are rhythm players who just need time to like get things going. But once you get two to three months in, it should be like really, really competitive. Yeah, and it might be just injury form too right now because you know he'll have some games where I think he scored like twenty one, fifteen, and seven. Yeah. And then the next, or next game he's out with a, you know, with an injury to his quad or his his thigh or something like that. So yeah, something uh, like that. It's probably just some health things. Yes. Yeah. He's out tonight, right? Yeah, he out. I don't think he played tonight. Yeah. Anymore. It's been a lot of injuries lately too. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, John early. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about John Morant getting injured. Oh Probably. shit, we didn't talk about John Morant. Um, hey bro, that boy was hooping before he went down. I want to say pour one out for John Morant. I think he'll be okay. Um, I really want him to be careful. Yeah, it's not terrible, but that pretty much eliminates their chances of making the playoffs unless they win with him out of the lineup because. He gonna be out for a while. Yeah, not only he, not only he's gone. It's uh, Jaron Jackson, and uh, who was the third person? Was it Dylan Brooks? Or no, uh, Justice Winslow? I think it's Winslow. Winslow's never yeah, healthy, Winslow. bro. What the what the yeah. hell? Like he, uh, it's real sad. Uh, yeah, so it's looking bad for the the Grizzlies right now. Yeah. Well, um, that's all we really have to t- talk about uh, uh, on this podcast. We sh- need to start doing this earlier in the podcast, but uh, like and subscribe, comment. We want to see what y'all think. Yes. We know, we know, uh, we know that a lot of you like talk to us as the show goes on, but like actually voice your comment. We do read comments, we do reply, um, all that shit. But like and subscribe. On the channel, I feel like that's super duper important. We trying to grow, we trying to get big and spread our shit around. That's the biggest thing. By by, by you spreading it around, it can really help us continually grow. Um, as far as our individual promos, I'm gonna let Jamonte go first. Um, I want I have one to say one thing for sure. um, get up out of here. I was gonna say um, I think starting next week we go um. I start doing guests on the show. Yes, so, sir. So if you want to like, if you haven't like got in contact with any of us, you know, comment down below or so we get like, you know, get the process of adding you into like, you know, 
the the show. So that's all I wanted to say. You know, in the very if not next week, we better start having yeah guests on here. You know, mix it with it. Yeah, but other other than that, you know, yeah. Follow me. Follow me on Instagram, Jmoney three one three. J S J M O N T three one three. Yeah, let me pass it down. Um, y'all follow me Instagram K underscore caution and caution is with a K. Now I can just hold this up. Yep. Shout out to my girl K underscore caution. <laughs> shit, just like that. That shit is like a twisted T. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Smack me. Smack me. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, on YouTube, I just posted a beat, so yeah, run that up, man. Go ahead, listen to that. Hey, yes. I forgot to tell you, that's five too. I heard it. it oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that shit. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's more coming, y'all. I'm trying to get consistent. I'm trying to take from this dude right here. Just <laughs> put it out, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Consistency, consistency is key. Gifted in the building. Um. I appreciate all the love and support I've been getting on Twitch lately. I just made um, a YouTube today. I'm going to probably be posting like one to two videos a week on that about uh, NBA shit, a bunch of stuff. But on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, you can all follow me on all those at GiftedXBlade. Uh, I stream every day except Sunday and Mondays from 4.30 to 8 something. Check your boy out. I'm consistent with it. I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed this week's podcast. Again, we are having guests next week. So if you're interested, hit us up and we'll see what we can make shape. But yeah, that's been the Space Creators Podcast. We will catch y'all next week. Deuces.